firerecruitmentaustralia.com. Become a firefighter without wasting years of your life, time, money and effort on things that won't work. Get the facts and what works. You're listening to the Fire Recruitment Australia podcast with your host, Brent Clayton. Hey there, it's Brent Clayton here from Fire Recruitment Australia. And on this week's episode, I'm sharing with you some tips on fire service tests and how to get the edge over the competition. Hey there, it's Brent Clayton from FireRecruitmentAustralia.com and today I'm going to walk you through the things you need to know in order to post an excellent score on your upcoming aptitude or cognitive test. I thought it would be timely that I ran you through the keys that you need to know to improve your score on cognitive and show you where you can go to get through that and smash the test when it comes around and also run through some correspondence from the Queensland Fire and Rescue Service and what they've said and then what I think that you need on top of that in order to make sure that you stand out above the competition. So the Queensland Fire Service has said that the assessments can include but are not limited to verbal reasoning, numerical reasoning, quantitative reasoning, abstract reasoning, spatial and mechanical reasoning. So. They're all the reasoning types that you're likely to come across during fire service recruitment within Australia, but they're very different for each service across the country. So what they've got here is that you need to invest time each day between now and the inset assessment in practicing cognitive assessments, sample tests and free tests that can be found on the internet. So I definitely agree that you need to invest time each day between now and whenever your assessment is in practicing the tests. But I believe that you need to be practicing specific questions to the service that you're applying to. So there's no point practicing just any old questions if you then go to the service that you're applying to, open up the test on the day and find out that they're completely different. They're harder, easier, you know, not what you expected. So My tip is find specific questions to the service that you're applying to and practice those specific questions. That way, effort versus reward is as high as it possibly can be and you can invest as little amount of time as possible for the best outcome possible and actually be competitive within the very competitive cognitive tests So the next thing they say is that research indicates practicing answers and building up your test experience will significantly improve your chances of obtaining a good score. Uh, Absolutely. So practicing answers and building up your test experience, that will definitely increase your ability to get a good score. But you need to practice, once again, specific tests so that you can get used to the specific types of questions you're going to come up against. And when practicing those tests, we need to be in a similar environment that we're going to face when we do the actual test. So whether that be in a room with hundreds of other people or online as a pre-test as most services are doing now. So if they're online, we want to practice online so that we get used to that environment and we want to practice specific questions. So basically, I'll run you through a couple of things that you need to avoid and a few things that I believe are the keys to improve your score and be competitive and make it through to the next round of testing and then ultimately post a good enough score to end position on a recruit course. 
So the first thing I'll say is don't just wing it unless you're some sort of, you know, cognitive genius that's renowned for smashing these tests. Make sure you research at a minimum the types of questions you're going to face and the level of difficulty so that you've got some idea and get some exposure to the test-taking environment. The other thing that I briefly covered in the initial part of this conversation was don't just practice any old questions. Like there is books and websites offering free tests and this and that, but to be honest, it's going to be you'll get some benefit, but if we took it out of 100, then you're going to get 10% of benefit compared to 100% that you could if you've got the correct question so that you're building on that. The second thing is having a mechanism to increase your scores in those questions that you're currently weak at. So having a mechanism to figure out your weakness, then putting things in place to in improve on that weakness and turning it into a, a strength. So you've got strengths now and weaknesses, so if we can make those weaknesses into strengths, then you'll become really competitive at the cognitive or aptitude test when it comes around. The third thing you need is a test taking strategy. Okay, so if we're good at, if we know what sort of questions we're gonna face, we've identified our weaknesses and made them strengths, then we need to look at how we're gonna approach the test so that we can get as many questions correct in the time that's allotted because you will be put under time pressure and this is where your preparation in test taking strategy will really pay off. Like I touched on before, make sure that you're aware of the environment that the test will be administered in so that you can then practice in that environment. If it's at home and you're using an online test platform, make sure that you have your phone on site or away and that people in your house are aware of what you're doing so that you're not interrupted. So what we want to do here is make sure that we're training to under test conditions. So if you take it seriously, you'll get serious improvement. And once you've increased your ability to answer these questions and have a strategy, you'll gain a lot more confidence and that will compound to allow you to get the best score possible on the day and definitely move through into the next round of testing. So just to recap, don't wing it. Don't just practice any old questions and the do's are know the questions that you'll be faced with specifically, have a test taking strategy, know the environment so that you can be efficient and you're used to it and identify your weaknesses and make them strengths. So if you need help with this, I've actually developed a website and coaching package that where you can go and practice specific questions, whether you're applying for QFES this year, CFA, SAMFS, DFES, New South Wales Fire and Rescue, Tasmania Fire Service, MFB, it doesn't matter. I've put together over the last three years specific questions for each of these services so that you can you don't have to go around searching. You can just go there. They're in an online format and then I've created a mechanism for you to improve and make your weaknesses into strengths using video tutorials and coaching. So if that's something that interests you, you can find it at www.aptitudesuccess.com. 
If not, just make sure that you can find out those key things that I said and concentrate on them and you'll be better off for it. So I hope you found this helpful today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. My name's Brent Clayton. This is FireRecruitmentAustralia.com. I'll see you on the next session. Bye for now. So thanks for tuning in to the Fire Recruitment Australia podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it. Like it, let me know what you thought. If you really liked it, I'd really appreciate it if you left me a five-star review. If you want to dive further into the fire recruitment process, I also have in-depth training that's free. Head over to the firerecruitmentaustralia.com blog and you'll see it under there. I'm Brent Clayton and I'll catch you next week. You're listening to the Fire Recruitment Australia podcast with Brent Clayton. Visit firerecruitmentaustralia.com.